Tamarindo Podcast. Un podcast para ti. Y para mí. Tamarindo Podcast is your hosts. Luis Octavio. And Brenda Gonzalez. And we are your socially conscious talk show with a Latino vibe. We are amigos talking politics, food, music, and life. Welcome! Claro All right. Hey, Tamarino listeners. On this episode, we're we're really excited that we got to revisit a previous guest. You might have heard of Christy Hernandez, who we interviewed in our Mujeres Lead series. She was our third part of that series. And she talked about her experience uh, being in a Obama appointee, being from East Los to the East Coast um, at the Department of Defense. So we're going to talk to Christy again because we heard so many positive things from our conversation, which included Christy and her mom. So Christy Hernandez from East Los to East Coast is the name of that mini cast so check it out to, uh, before you listen to this episode and we kind of pick up where we left off with, with Christy but before we hear, hear our interview um, it's been some time since we've connected again Luis what is yeah. new que pasa contigo well yeah I have to say that I'm like such a huge fan of Christy like yeah. it, she is amazing yes yeah, una so chingoncísima of course yeah. she's hilarious um, pues nada trabajando you know I mean just um, loving all of this like now that we are constantly every week releasing something something and now people have heard like you're doing um mini sods and i'm doing mini sods and it's awesome um we were able to get um karina from vivalos cupcakes and ashley neil tipton that was an amazing mm-hmm. uh interview um but yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun la salvadoreina is coming up too um <laughs> well by the time they hear this it would have already been oh, sí, cierto, sí, cierto. <laughs> but yeah salvadoreina <laughs> yeah what about you what have you been up to same all, same all, um, all of that. You know, Jeff and I are trying really hard to save money, and uh, we we like are f- forcing ourselves to not make plans. There's so many trips that we want to go on. I do want to go to the the uh, uh, Latin Alternative Music Festival in September. Oh. Uh, actually, it's in July. Te lo so recomiendo. Trying to work up the the courage to do that. Probably, yeah, I can probably do it because it's right after a huge conference that I have for work, and I will have some time off. Do so, it, then do yeah, it. Yeah, so maybe we'll do that. We could do some mini sods from there. Yes, 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 yes. Totally. Well, you know what? Why don't we pack in our chancla now? Let's oh, put our chancla now. Vale, Who gets your chancla? Who gets my chancla? Oh, did I surprise producer Jeff? <laughs> producer <laughs> Jeff's looking like, for his sound ah! effect. <laughs> producer Jeff, can you make it happen? No, because I have to stop the audio. Oh. Uh, but I'll put it in later. Okay. Oh, okay. Producer, <laughs> Jeff, producer left. <laughs> producer <laughs> Jeff is going to put in the chancla al rato. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so my chanclazo is going to those folks that go to the car wash, Okay. They buy the $20 wash for their car. They Once their car is ready, they come out, and then they inspect the fucking car. It's like, get over it. Like, Oh, really? Like, yes. Check, like, like you dude, sure you, you didn't. This, right? Exactly. Like, dude, you did not buy a fucking deluxe, you know, whatever this detail. This detail. Yeah. Like, it's just That's a $20 wash. Yes. <laughs> Like, I hate those people. So those people get the chancla. If you are so worried about them missing a spot, either do it yourself mm-hmm. or buy a deluxe whatever it's called that I've seen that they're like over $100. Mm. Like, get over it. You know, it's just yeah. a wash. Like, I hate that. So those people get my chancla. So what about you? Very cool. Well, how do I do this chancla so in a, in a gentle way? <laughs> 
Well, Ooh, I, this is going to get good. I know we've shared that I, I had the opportunity to participate in something with KPCC, the local public radio station, and there were several several performer performers talking about you know their true stories. And uh, one of the performers, I'm a little like maybe they don't need a chancla, but may, I don't know. Let's just talk about it. Anyways. Do it. <laughs> like, uh, so here's the thing. It's this young man, uh, white white young man, mm-hmm. who's kind of telling a very personal account. Like this is his truth. So maybe you know, maybe I should leave it at that. Like that's just his truth. And 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 he was um, trying to talk about. So he's he's from Whittier and uh, Whittier, this 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 town, which is where. Um, this KPCC recording took place was recently there was a police a police shooting an officer that was killed mm, yeah, the whole yeah, community yeah, rallied that. around it and of course it kind of like bubbled up some very te- sensitive feelings that a lot of, uh, of us have had with a lot of the you know, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and all these sorts of feelings. And so this young this young man, his piece was really focusing on on how he's kind of hurt for 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 Whittier, and in in many ways he was very much, of course, felt very sad that the officer died, but was really talking about just the the um, how the the white privilege that he has just by being white, like just being very cognizant of like the different the ad- advantages and disadvantages that come with with your skin color in this country. And I know it came from a good place, but to me it just landed a little awkward when he was kind of, he's basically apologizing. He was apologizing to people of color on behalf of white people. I mean, that's kind of the gist Mm -hmm. of, of his, of his piece. And it just left me a little uncomfortable. I just think that, even though it comes from a good place, and I'm, but what I'm about happy it though? Like what? Broke, it, like I just I don't know if if uh, an apology is really, you know, it's not his fault that the world is the way it is. I'm I'm happy that people recognize it, and that's really what we're I think looking for is recognition of the advantages that exist. But I think apologizing for something you've not you didn't do just kind of makes it seem self-righteous. I don't know. Something about it just didn't quite land well. So you would have just rather him, like, acknowledge that, yes, there is white privilege. Sure, yeah. And that, I mean, just acknowledge it and say, like, these are maybe the steps that I'm taking to, you know, make myself and others aware that there's this privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, I apologize on behalf of, yeah, everyone. Something yeah. about it just did not land well for me. But you know what? More power to him for just like putting his truth out there. Um, so more than anything, I think I should I should um, celebrate that. I'm just curious if if any of our listeners have had other experiences like that where you do have your friend, your your woke ally, but there's just you know it, it's a journey. There, but there's certain missteps that might happen along the way. Does he get a mini chanclita? Just or? a little mini just one. A little mini. Yeah, okay. but who am I, right? Like I'm not like the the judge of all, but I. I mean, of course, our segment of La Chancla does give us that judging, the judging <laughs> place. So, <laughs> anyways, all right. Well, um, that's enough about us catching up. Let's uh, catch up with Christy. Yep. Híjole, Brenda, I'm so excited. Yeah, who's I'm back with so us? I'm so glad that you brought this guest into our studios because I was so hooked when she first came on the mini-sode. And we have here with us Christy Hernandez. Woo, Christy Hernandez! And, and Christy was in our, our Mujeres Lead yes. that we did earlier in March. Which was really good. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Well, well, 
Christy, thank you so much for coming to see us. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for like having me on again. Yeah, we know it was a long time coming. So as a reminder to our friends that haven't heard the episode, Christy w- spent a couple years in D.C. Uh, being a, a, a President Obama appointee. This is a dream that she had as soon as she from working on his campaign. <laughs> she made it happen. Uh, and I know if you all want to hear the details on how she made that happen, that's in our in our previous conversation with her. But we just thought she was so darn cool that we wanted to learn more about like what what it's like being back home after spending some time in D.C. and like what you're looking at for next year. So what has it been like? So I have to say um, that it's it's taken a while for me to settle in again and readjust to the L.A. life. I love L.A., especially the food. I miss my yes. tacos and my mm. comida. Um, but I'm, I'm now back in my house, so that was great. And you own a home, right? You're, you're I own a, a home. Yes, I do. So that that was a perk for me to like come back to my casita and, and <laughs> make it a home again. I didn't even live there a year before I left to DC. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of been nice to come back and just you know be interior you know designer and. And it's great to be back with family, my significant other. Oh, well, we want to know about this significant other. So we want to know, oh. like, so you, you <laughs> uh, and of course, some of you might know, Christy is a good friend. So yeah, I know that you were just basically almost you know, fairly newish, maybe about a year in or so when, when you took the job to move away in uh-huh. your relationship. So h- how has it been doing the long distance thing for a couple years? So we were very honest with each other we didn't know what was going to happen but I think that helped um, that like my partner is very honest and very I'm like very fast paced like one, going 100 miles per hour and he's yeah. just goes at his pace and he sort of keeps me grounded and we just said we're going to try it um, and go full force and see what happens but we talked every day. Uh-huh. So um, every day is one t- yeah. tip. <laughs> yeah, talk every day. Uh-huh. And even it was just a check-in. Um, luckily for me, he would wake up early for work. So when I was on my way to work, I would call oh, him. Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask about the time difference. Exactly. I know. So This was coast to coast. Coast to coast. Mm-hmm. And so I would call and in the morning, and we would check in, and then I would try and call during my lunch, or he would call me during his lunch. We would try and figure it out, because where I was based, I didn't really have access to my, my phone. To oh, my that's right, because, okay, where were you based? <laughs> my security is a reminder to folks. Yeah, I was based, I worked at, at the, out of the Pentagon. So I was at the Department of Defense, Damn. and I worked at the Pentagon. How many Latinas were there with you? Uh, one. <laughs> But they didn't think she was Latina because she was like this porcelain doll looking like. So you were Texas. one of one. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Because when I was with her, I was the one who stood out as a Latina. But yeah, so I was like the only one, I guess you can say. There's no like denying it. So it, I had to really work around that. And if I needed to call him, I needed to go out he, or he would have to call me in the office. And then every every night, every evening, we would connect as well. Um, again, and it was just checking at night. It was a longer conversation. Anywho, it was a communication. Yeah. We made sure to connect and we had our schedule. And when things would change, we would have to just, again, basically plan it out. paciencia. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, it's so funny you say that because I asked <laughs> I, I asked him, like, what do you think, what 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 advice would you would you have? And he's like, patience, a lot of it. So patience, the advice for long distance. Yes. And we and we sort of pl- tried to plan it out, too. So we had an um, sort of a schedule of when we were going to see each other. So we had something to look forward to. So we always planned our trips out at least four to six weeks. And we had a few free vouchers. So that helped tremendously. Because nice. yes. I would... Points. Up, yeah. Okay, well, so, so would you guys... 
like alternate? Will he go to the East Coast and then you next right. um, back to the West Coast? Yes. Kind yes. of thing? Yeah, back and forth. So we would trade off. Um, but there were some holidays that I wanted to be with my family. So then sometimes I would come, come out back to back, which was fine with me because I know at the end of the day it was really my dream and it was me pursuing that ah. professional goal that yeah. – if I had to go an extra time because, you know, I decided to, to make that go out and venture out, then it was fine with me. You know, as long as I got to see him and my family, yeah. it worked out. What a strong man, because yeah. it really does take somebody who's super strong and, and, and confident in themselves to be able to support such a chingona as yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The Pentagon. Let's, that- give, let's give him a matraca. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been awesome. He's been so supportive. And, I, you know, I have to really thank him because I had my ups and downs, but he was always there, like, on my side, in, you know, just even if it wasn't there physically, but I knew that he was always there to, you know, listen to me, mm-hmm. and, and that was always comforting. Wow. So how long um, have you guys been together for? We just celebrated three years last weekend. Yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so you were in the Pentagon. I can't even yes. imagine because the only, <laughs> you know, image that I have of the Pentagon is through movies. Yeah. And I mean, and you just said right now that you couldn't have your phone inside. Right. So what other, like, I'm imagining you going in there like Matrix style, lasers everywhere. Yeah, and, like, she kind of bungees in from the. Bungees in, like you know, like I don't, I don't, like I don't tight know. black, you know, yes. suit, yes. our Catwoman yes. status. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> tell me, tell me, it, tell me a little bit more about the Pentagon. Like what? Absolutely. How did you? The clearance, like yeah. So I is a very lengthy process for your background check. Um, I have. As you said last time, top of the top clearance, so mm-hmm. top secret clearance. Yeah. But for me, it was, I mean, something I couldn't even imagine. I had never been in the Pentagon. I didn't know what it looked like inside. It wasn't literally until my first day walking in those doors that I got to experience the Pentagon. Uh, are there Everything, windows? <laughs> there are windows. <laughs> I don't. Are there, there windows outside fake? No, that's a good question, though, because the way that it's, the way that it's you know, um, laid shape, out, yeah. the outside has windows, but depends where inside the, the Pentagon, because sometimes you have windows, but there's like little cutouts within oh. that Pentagon, but you just see other walls, yeah, other that's, windows. Ew, that's kind of like my last apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No Something like that. <laughs> like, like, or you're looking into the the center, like the courtyard. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that was the first time I had ever stepped foot in there. All of my interviews were all over the phone. Um, and I, I had volunteered to fly out, but they were just like, nope, we're going to move forward with you. And this is going to move really quickly. Wow. So get wow. ready. Um, Did a so, black SUV come and pick you up? <laughs> wish because I, I had a <laughs> excuse me Miss Hernandez no that would have been helpful because I ended up driving across country and I moved like I had to move out of a house into like this tiny apartment with like the small closet and if you know me I like to everything organized and it just wasn't enough room so <laughs> if they as he would have come it would have been great because that would have been more room but uh, I always say that every time that I walked into the Pentagon, well, first of all, walking in, uh, you see like the signs like the Pentagon, the Pentagon. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. You walk in and you see people, and, you know, see you see the um, the police officers with their with their uh, snipers. Yeah. You have security. You see all these military folk coming in because you're working with civilians. You're working with military, whether they're active duty, whether they're retired with contractors across the gamut and career people who are career who are also civilians so for me walking in I always say I was a quadruple minority because I was a young woman of color who wasn't married the majority of folks there were older white married males wow, yeah. and so there were just you know I, I mean I was I remember getting 
just you get looks. So I had the little visitor pass and it's an escort required because it's the yeah. Pentagon. And so I feel like I felt like I was just getting looks like, oh, who is this person coming in? Maybe she's another intern or whatnot. And then um, so when I finally got my badge, it was more like people would do a double take like, wait, does she work here? Mm. At least that's how I what felt. Did the, what did the badge say? Just like your name, picture? like Yeah, my picture, my name, um, Secretary of um, Department of Defense. Like, oh, the, Do you still have it? Yeah. No, we had to return them. Oh, like you imagine me like, hey, and that would have been great. I would have worn that to the super, like the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I've like, been like, me, lady, I, I know here. I have more than 10 items, but mira, mira. <laughs> I love it. So that would have been that would have been great. However, like we're not allowed to wear a badge outside of the building oh, wow. for security purposes. So I wasn't, and I couldn't really even talk about it. So people who were like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, this is what I do. I, I couldn't really divulge completely. Yeah. But it's funny you say that because I should have worn my badge because inside the Pentagon it's like a mini, um, like a mini. Have you? Did you come out? I never got. No, I didn't go to the Pentagon. No, I. I when she came, when she came out, I was like, I had already left work, so I wasn't able to give her. But I gave so many people tours; they probably thought I was a part-time tour guide. (laughs) (laughs) I told people, I'm like, if you're in town, come because you don't ever think about going to the Pentagon when you're in DC. You don't, and and you. Como entras? Like exactly. People are like, oh, Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial, which is one of my favorite. But you know, you think about all the landmarks in DC, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, if you come, let me know. And sometimes I was like, oh man, I'm so busy. But you know what? I promised. And right now I have access, so let me give you a tour. And oh I did. I, I can probably count more, and then my fingers can allow me to, about of all the people. That yeah, you but I was yeah, gonna why say, why didn't I know you back then? <laughs> <laughs> so really quickly about the grocery store, I should have worn it because I was about to say it's like a mini like mall. There you have a large food court, you have a CVS, a post office, shoe shine, uh, cleaners. Because if you ever ever anything need ever went down, you need to be able to live at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the CVS. Right, I'm at CVS and I'm looking for a card, probably for I don't know birthday or something. My mom, I'm Anthony, I don't know. And I'm looking, and someone's like, "Excuse me," and I'm like, "Huh?" Like, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Oh, I don't work here." Again, excuse me, I'm like, I don't work here. Yeah, I was like, my blazer, my like professionally dressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so I got confused as a CVS worker. So maybe I should have worn. And I had my badge on, so it doesn't matter, you know. I'm just like, Jeez. and I didn't well, say contractor. It doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, if you were to go to the grocery store down the street from my house, <laughs> that shit would matter. <laughs> People would, it would be like. El mar abriéndose, like the, That's the, pretty cool. the, party. the yeah. red sea port. <laughs> so, what was the most interesting experience you had um, where you were pinching yourself? I mean, how many times did you see the president? I know we asked you. Um, I was so fortunate to see the president, I mean, at least five times. Yeah. Um, Cinco de Mayo event, which is like my all time favorite. Did you do the Cinco de Mayo event over there? Yes, I went to the. televise this? Yeah, I don't think they did. Well, that was the last. Tell us about Cinco de Mayo at the White House, please. Okay, I, I shared that in the last one, but it was just, like I said, it's an image that will be etched in my mind forever because I remember walking into, it was the East Wing in the green room. It's like the large, you know, room. And we walk in and on stage, that little platform is Mana. Oh, Mana funny. is playing <laughs> on stage. And I'm like, oh. Like, they're here, and they're maybe, like, 100 feet away from me. The room is jam-packed, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Mana, Fer, they're here. And then later on, uh, like, so. In el muelle de DC. 
<laughs> um, so you're there. You're like super close to them. Yeah, like, they have tacos. They have margaritas, guacamole, chips and guacamole. And then later, President Obama comes out to address us because it was, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo, and 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 then Vice President Biden comes out. I'm like. This is historic. Like, when will you ever find under the same roof, under the White House roof, Mana, Mana Obama. President Obama, Vice President, and all these, like, badass Latinos that are doing great things in D.C. That's so rad. Awesome. So, and, and of course, I took my picture with my margarita and my taco in front of Abraham Lincoln in his room, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is just... We need that yeah. picture, please. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we want to know, so what's next for you? Now you're back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's it been like at this, like, crossroads in your career? Like, you've, you've accomplished what you described to us as one of your yeah. bucket list items for your career. So what's next? So it sort of seems like surreal, like it was a dream. And it really was because I got to actually live out that dream. And now it's sort of coming back to reality for me because I know that coming back to California and Los Angeles, and not in any demeaning type of way, but the level of work and what you do in D.C., the nation's capital, for not only the nation, but in in my capacity for the military at large, like 2.1 million military members throughout the country, throughout the world, you don't... I don't know that I'll find that same level of work per se out here. Maybe so, in San Diego. <laughs> maybe in San Diego. May have one more move. Maybe San Diego. But even then, right, it, it's just completely different, um, the dynamics. And you just learn to appreciate each city that you're in. And in their own right, they have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think, one, you know, my significant other would tell you how I put in so many hours and long hours uh, at the Pentagon and at Peace Corps headquarters that coming out here, um, <laughs> taking your time, yeah, it's just it, it's a time to decompress. Yeah, yeah. And I, I drove back cross country, and that was time to sort of like get into the mode like I'm coming back home. It was coming. your girlfriend, right? Yeah, one what of my that? friends. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Ten days, went to a number of different cities that we had not visited. To Nashville, which I definitely oh, I want to go to Nashville. Yeah, I heard great things, so I went. Went to Nashville. We went to Birmingham. I had friends there that who work at the well acquaintances that work at the Birmingham City Council. Got a wow. tour of the Are city council. Latinos from Birmingham? No, actually, they're African American. Oh. But I met them out here at um a, like an empowerment congress okay. event, and then visit another friend who is Latina. She's out there with her family. She's from Veracruz. Um, and then went to New Orleans. That was, my friend had never been there, so that was part of the the the, the agreement, the deal with her. So we stopped there and then drove to Austin, another great city. I definitely yeah. recommend Austin. And then went to spring training in Arizona. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, we caught the so Dodgers cool. oh, they, when they played the Cubs. Um, so we stopped win? there. Unfortunately, no. no. I love Chicago. Though. It's okay. And all of our good <laughs> players were in there. So we'll see. Um and then made my way back to California. That is so awesome. Well, we're really excited to see whatever you do next. We're going to... you. You always have an open seat here at the, yes. the Tamarindo Podcast. <laughs> well, I we, appreciate right it. You mentioned that. Uh, you, you, you said a quote that I thought was... I had never heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you said, if you're not on the table, you're... Oh, yeah. If you're not if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Yes. 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 Yeah. Cool. So I know that a lot of people are like, defense, what? And some people were a little confused because you think of defense, think military. People have their own views of what military you know what that entails but it's real it's people it's lives it's families people are really making the ultimate sacrifice to defend our freedoms and for me the way that i saw my political appointment was this is the way that i was serving my country was to be able to help 
policy-wide for the office of the Secretary of Defense um, in whatever needs that they had as far as policy was concerned. So, yeah, I mean, there, what I, the way that I feel is I have friends that are in, like, tobacco and oil and just different industries, mm-hmm. and sometimes we, they get criticized. I mean, people are going to get criticized, right? But the way that I look at them, like, I, I can't. I can't hate on them in the sense that they're being trailblazers in their own way. Mm-hmm. How many Latinos do you see in those industries, first and foremost? Claro. And if we're talking about just like Latinos for in this sense right now, we need to be trailblazers because, as, and that's where the quote came up, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu. So, yes, it's we're probably not in the the sexiest industry, but if you're not there, who will? Who is going to bring forward the perspectives of the Latino and really personalize Mm -hmm. those experiences, especially when it comes to policy? And so that's what I mean. And and I'm not going to take credit for it. That's a friend of mine, and she really helped me put that into perspective, like how to embody like what it is um, that we're doing when we take on these challenges. Yeah. Well, if you ever write a book, I think that's a great title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, was at the table. <laughs> okay, well, this is great. We wanted to do um, something different that we, we once did a while ago, so yes. several episodes ago, but we're going to try to bring this back. So we want to do this wheel of topics. Uh-oh. So uh, we dun, would dun, call dun. this, I think, the totopo, or what's that little spinny thing? Trompo. <laughs> Trompo. Anyways, but it's not really a trompo. It's actually this matraca. So let me tell you, remind everybody what the topics are. So the topics are telenoveleando, which is like what are you watching on TV right now? Uh, Tiburon Tank, or our version of Shark Tank. When we know Luis always has, has a billion inventions. Uh, saboro, saboro, saboreando. Saboreando. <laughs> uh, whatever tasty food that you're eating around town that you want to tell folks about. Uh, cultura Corner. We can tell us like a, a cool tradition, whether it's something from your culture, from your own immediate family tradition, just some sort of fun, cool tradition. And then lastly... Uh, we have dichos, like a, a fun expression, Latin expression, and, and what that means for you and why you like that expression. So Man, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> oh, we landed on Cultura Corner. Yay. Okay, so Cultura oh. Corner. And we'll okay. all um, ch- uh, chime in on this. Okay. But we'll start with you, Christy. What's a, uh, a cool tradition of your family that you want to tell listeners about? Oh, my gosh. There are so many. Um, but I – and I – Thank my mom because she always says traditions are what make child childhood memories the best, right? Having those traditions. But one that has been – that stands out in my mind is tamale making. Tamale. So I know it sounds cliche like making tamales for Christmas, but I, I'm guilty. We do it every year. But I call it a labor of love mm-hmm. because – Every one of my like family members has their designated assignment, and we have a little sort of like a an assembly line going. Um, my dad will go and buy the masa, brings it back, and prepare it. My mom will prepare it. Mm-hmm. He gets the, the the elote leaves, and we'll you know rinse them out. My mom starts making the carne. Um, usually, most of them are puerco con chile rojo. Mm-hmm. And then um, once my sisters got out of work, like or we, when we would get out of work, if it was like on an actual weekday, um, they would put the spread the masa on the on the leaves, and then I was the meat stuffer. I was the one who put the carne in the uh-huh. tamal. And my mom would be like, "Christy, no estás haciendo tortas. What are you doing?" I'm like, "Mom, oh quiero carne. Like I don't want to cut into the tamal, and it's like mostly masa and like three little hairs of like, yes, yeah, you know." If I'm gonna, oh. if it's a guilty pleasure, you're gonna eat these. Like, give me some carne in there. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not making any skinny tamales. Yes, exactly. So, like, we have our own. Like, we have the larger leaves. 
and they're like really big. Then I'll make two out of them and we call them like doubles. <laughs> and then we fight over them later because like they're small or like little leaves. Like we'll make make them so small. My sisters call them like cigars. But then I end up eating like twelve of them in that one night because the recienechas are the best. Ugh. Like, and I literally save my appetite for tamales until the end of the year. Wow, you don't I feel get like a year. I like mean, if I don't, I don't go out of my way to buy them. That's yeah, like. You- I, I wait uh-huh. because they're for me they're the best and then we make combos so we make that like chile oh, con rajas I love it right but then we'll have extra meat so or whatever the case is so we'll put like the chile rojo con carne mm, in the um, queso con rajas delish my mom's like no 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 que estas haciendo don't do that and then she's just like oh these are really good why didn't you make more I'm like Mom, you told me not to, so we did it. Such a great idea. I, I recommend them because I love cheese. People would say I freaking love cheese, and so I'm like, I want carne in there too. So they came out. We'll make doubles. Like one side will be the like with the really big leaves. I'll make one with the carne, and then one with the chile and rajas. Then we put them together, and we call them those doubles. We wrap them up. Double double. This is and so East Los double, yeah. double double. I love it. East Los double double. And then I will put out on the. I know. Oh, oh my gosh, That's I'm totally getting hungry. And so I put them on the platter. People don't tank. Uh oh, hey, hey, hey. Okay, no, 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 copyright. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get part of that patent. So I like, uh, we'll put them on the tray, and then once the tray is full, then my dad will get them and he puts them into the pot. And then my mom says that my grandma always would say, one, you don't count the tamales. Because that's bad luck. Oh. Like how many you make. So we never know how many we actually make because we make dozens. And then two, you have to stay in the kitchen while the tamales are cooking or else they're not, they're manasalid. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, you know the, the kitchen? you have to. So so if oh one God. of us isn't in there, then we'll like sort of trade off. It's, it's unspoken rule now. Like you have to be in there. So we'll go and we'll sit. And if one batch is ready, my dad will be like, Christy. And I'll go, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to try it. So we're all sort of like fighting, like who wants to try out the tamal first. And then we'll sit there and eat like the first batch because I'm like telling you, recienechas are the best. And so we sort of just rotate in and out. Yeah, and we make tamales and then we have tamales. You know what's so funny about tradition. that though? Like, I think every family has a different tradition because in my uh, mom's family, the whole thing is that whoever's making the tamales, uh-huh. you cannot piss that person off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Because otherwise, that <laughs> like our fr- se van a bater. Is, yeah, it's like water for chocolate. Like water for chocolate. Oh, I love that That's movie one. and book. The other one is with whatever masa is left over, because there's always like a little bit of masa left over. Uh-huh. They have they put a cross on the outside of the of the of the pot. Pot, really? Yeah, they put a little cross out of oh, like the leftover masa. Like a blessing. Masa. It's a yeah. It doesn't burn. It, do, it doesn't <laughs> burn. And so my grandmother says that when that masa is like ready, that means that tamales are ready. Oh, oh, Hester. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that is that your cultura corner? Or do you have another one? No, that is it. It's a labor of love, right? Yeah, I always say that. Mom's like, no, los, no, los voy a hacer este año. I'm not going to make them. I'm like, Aww. no, 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 ustedes. I'm like, mom, you have to make it. We give her the eye. We're like, mom, you, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's such a great tradition, though, to bring the whole family together. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough last year to be invited. Um, to a tamalada oh. um, from uh, Lola's Cocina. Uh-huh. Uh, she is a blogger, and then her family gets together like like you. So it's like the tia, la abuelita, like the whole family, and Whoa. everybody has a role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like 25 people in this kitchen. Well, that's a lot of people. Everybody has a role, and it was that's just very it was sweet. Mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's well, only um, five of us. We, we try to recruit another member this year, six, but. Keep it going. Keep it going. Those <laughs> double, doubles? double doubles? Double doubles. 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 Double doub
Well, I think what I'll add, just to kind of stay in the theme, um, one of the my mom has done this pretty much every year now for the last several years. She has a big Chile Nogada party. Oh, so the Chile Nogada. Those are from from Puebla, which is where my family's from, and it's like the big poblano Chile, mm-hmm. and it's filled with this like picadillo that's made of shredded pork, tomatoes, Whoa. raisins, apples, peaches. Onions, it's amazing. You like you make this stuffing. Is it like a chile relleno, but instead like of queso, relleno. you put all that? Up. Okay. But then after that, it's, it's sweet, right? Yeah. Well, the the Cheese thing that makes that. it sweet is well, there's apple and peaches in the mix, but in the meat mix. But what you do is it's like queso fresco with walnuts, walnut sauce that oh. makes that creamy white sweet walnut uh, sauce. I've never had one. Yes, that goes on top of your, yeah, it goes it on sounds, top of yeah. your your really your sweet. big chiles, and then you put pomegranate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, little little bit of pomegranate seeds, and then um, They're like little fruit tarts. A, a, um, it's so perejil. Good. So then you get the red, white, and green, um, like the Mexican, the Mexican flag. flag colors, so yeah. yes, the, that's ah. one tradition that we have is the making the chiles and nogadas every every fall usually. Yeah. You no, know, I've missed it already. Super twice. good. Yes, come uh, over it. Yeah, keep, me, pero I, I eventually it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christy, so this was so much fun. We're um, we're out of time, but I wanted to say thank you so much for coming back. We think you're super awesome. Um, I'm going to do another one of these, I think. <laughs> for good well, I just want to thank you, too, for the opportunity to come and just share my experience. I wasn't really able to tap into just the wide array of stories in my experience, but I just want to say... Bring you back. You're going to be a regular. Yeah, bring me back. But, I, I mean, I again, I want to say... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and well, that, uh, producer Jeff says you should throw a chancla. <laughs> okay, and I have a chancla right now. <laughs> yeah, you do have a chancla. Who, who gets your chancla? Oh my gosh. Oh, every time I see this administration on TV, oh as my mom calls it, el, el um, pelo de elote, and this little <laughs> spokesperson, I want to get both of my chanclas and throw it at the TV. Remember when, when George Bush, they threw a shoe at him? Yeah. They're like oh. doing that. you like, Ugh! every time, like, my people are like, oh, I don't want to watch TV when he's on and press I conferences. I want to see his face. And I understand, but I need to know what the heck's going on. But sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, my blood pressure goes up. And I think like, <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. So they get my chanclas. Definitely. They like, always get watches. Them. I don't get the leather ones, the good ones. I like, know. Con tacón y toda la cosa. All right. <laughs> and, and that's when you know you're real Latin. You can aim and you get it. I know. That's so good. Bullseye. Careful. But thank you again for the opportunity. Oh, thank you. And I do hope to come back and just share Deep my experience. And you guys, go follow your dreams. It might be tough, but it's not impossible. And you just got to work hard at it and challenge yourself. Challenge yourself and go into those areas that you don't think you're made for. Because we do that to ourselves, especially Latinos, especially like women. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, we're not qualified. I shouldn't I shouldn't apply. Apply. Yes. Don't don't tell yeah. yourself no. Let others tell you no before you you tell yourself. Sometimes we're our own barriers, but follow your dreams. Like go for it and do it and fly high, as my mom says. Like just fly high and keep flying until you feel like you can't fly anymore. Um, and so that's what I, I have for it. now. Love that's it. so love sweet. It. Yes, thank that's you, Chris. Right. Bye. Thank Woo. you. This wraps, wraps up another episode of Tamarindo Podcast. Where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram through uh, Tamarindo Podcast. And email tamarindopodcast at gmail.com. And Twitter. Tamarindo Cast. On Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, yo que? What? <laughs> it means Facebook <laughs> Italian. Um, all right. So find us on all of the things. Maybe by now we have a website. If we do, it's tamarindopodcast.com. 
But if it's if it's, going, it's not there, it's, it's not there yet. <laughs> but it will be. It probably will be. By the time this comes out, it probably will be. All right, everybody, don't forget to write us a review on iTunes please. and tell other people about this podcast. Please, please, please. Hashtag support Brown Podcast. And ponte un suéter. Y nos vemos en el suéter meet. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI 220099.